0: boys and girls two for the podcast on Monday the 4th of July brought to you by EPLindex.com and our presenting sponsor Liberty Shield Liberty Shield is a VPN provider a virtual privacy network allows you to go online change your location access things you're geo-blocked from while also keeping your data safe for example UK expats wanting to watch Wimbledon on BBC iPlayer LibertyShield.com Irish expats wanting next weekend's Gaelic football semi finals of the All Ireland Championship, LibertyShield.com. American expats wanting to watch Hulu, Peacock, HBO, whatever it is, LibertyShield.com. Go to LibertyShield.com, use the code EPL25, that's EPL25, to get 25% off at checkout. There's a hardware package and a software package. Hardware. Router sent to your house, shipped worldwide. Software instantly downloadable to your device. LibertyShield.com, the number one rated VPN provider on Trustpilot. We're also brought to you by Home of Hopcroft, the giftware and homework company located in Scotland, but shipping worldwide. Check at homeofhopcroft.co.uk. And finally, do check out both the EPL Index and Anfield Index shops, which you'll find on Etsy. Use the codes epl 10 or Red 10 to get 10% off at checkout. Right, folks, Cristiano Ronaldo wants to leave Manchester United. David Ornstein broke the news. Well, no, let's give credit where it was due. Duncan Castles reported the news first in the Times, and then David Ornstein confirmed it. He has told Manchester United he wants to leave. He said to love the club, but wants to play Champions League and fight for top honours in the final stage of his career. Doesn't feel likely at United. Napoli among suitors. So let's start with Cristiano Ronaldo. 37 years of age, will turn 38 midway through the next season. He is clearly a player who has declined as an all-round player quite a drastic amount over the last five years. In the prior five years, he had altered his game from being a wide forward who scored a lot to just being a player who scored a lot. Basically, a striker playing in wide area. He went to Juventus from Real Madrid. He joined a team that had won... I think, seven league titles in a row. And he contributed to them winning two more league titles. In his final season at Juventus, he did score 29 goals, but the team were drastically worse than they had been when he arrived. And their run of nine titles in a row ended with them finishing fourth, barely scraping in to the top four on the final day. He joined Manchester United, a team that had just finished second, a team that looked like they were building something. I don't think they were building any sort of title winner, but they were building something. He joined them, and I said at the time, he will score goals and they'll get worse. And that's what happened. Last season, Cristiano scored goals, but made Manchester United a worse team. He scored 24 goals in all competitions with three assists, In 3,100 minutes. And United had. The worst Premier League season. Since the Premier League began. For them. The worst season they'd had in the Premier League. They got dumped out of the. Champions League. In the round of 16. By Atletico Madrid. And he was awful in both games. They finished sixth in the league. They went out of the FA Cup on penalties to Middlesbrough with him playing the entire game. And they went out of the FA other the League Cup in the third round, though he wasn't in the squad for that. But you look at the results with him in the team. Look at the early results with him in the team in particular. So a lot of people said, oh, Ranić this, Ranić that. In his third game, they lost 1-0. In his fifth, to to Aston Villa. In his fifth game, they lost 4-2 to Leicester. In his sixth game, they lost 5-0 to Liverpool. In his eighth game, they lost 2-0 to City and were embarrassed on their home pitch. Then they were embarrassed by Watford. Then they went in a decent little run. A couple of draws against Chelsea and Newcastle. Wins over Arsenal, Palace, Norwich, Burnley. The teams they should be expecting to beat. Then they lost to Wolves. He was captain that day and was awful. They beat Brentford. They beat West Ham. They drew at Burnley. They drew at Southampton. Poor results. Beat Brighton. Beat Leeds. Drew at Watford. He played all 90. was awful. Scored a hat-trick against Spurs, having cried off from the game away to City. Missed the Leicester game. Played the entire game in a 1-0 defeat to Everton. Scored a hat trick against Norwich, played against Arsenal, actually played very well in that game, but they lost 3 1. Played well against Chelsea in a 1 1 draw, played well against Brentford, scored a goal in a 3 0 win, played the entire game against Brighton, was awful. They got beaten 4 0, and then didn't turn up to play in the last game of the season. Was that uh, was excused? Um, one of a number of times he had, um, been absent from the squad obviously this one and the Liverpool game were to do with the the death of his of his infant so uh, his his newborn I should say so you can excuse those but prior to that prior to the Liverpool game he was not good he just was not good look at who he scored against Newcastle poor team West Ham are good Spurs are good Arsenal were okay Norwich are bad, Burnley are bad, Brighton were okay, Spurs are good, Norwich are bad, Arsenal are... They're, they're good, to be fair, they are good. Chelsea are good, and Brentford are good. Oh, Brentford are, are okay. Like, the only top four team he scored against, one against Chelsea, and what did he get, four against Spurs? So five goals against the top four. Didn't score against Liverpool, didn't score against City. Scored against Arsenal in both games, fair play. But did he play well in all of those games? I don't believe that he did. I don't think he played well in that first Tottenham game. Got a goal and an assist. They beat Spurs quite comfortably, but that Spurs team were a mess. But I don't remember watching that game thinking he played well. I do remember watching the Liverpool and City games and being quite embarrassed by his performances. I remember the Watford game, and how poor he was that day. I remember the Villa game and how poor he was. I remember Wolves, Burnley. I remember these games and thinking he, he's been awful in these games. And he made everyone around him worse. When he arrived, Bruno Fernandes had put together four years over two clubs, which he was unbelievable. Absolutely otherworldly. Bruno was one of the very best players in the league. No, scratch that. Bruno's one of the best players in Europe when Cristiano arrived. He was playing at an incredible level. And like I say, had been for a number of years leading up to that point. You go back to the 17-18 season. Bruno gets 16 goals and 18 assists. In 18-19 then, he just takes it up to another level. 32 goals and 18 assists. Into 1920, this is the season he joins United. Across all competitions, he's 27 goals and 22 assists. In the Premier League, in 14 games, eight goals and seven assists. He's eight goals and four assists and 10 in the Europa League. He was eight and seven in 17 uh, Portuguese League games. 2020, 2021, he's 28 and 17. So he's got 38 goals and assists, 50 goals and assists, 49 goals and assists, 45 goals and assists. That is an unbelievable four-year run. This past season, 10 goals, 13 assists. Half, half the number. That's not a bad season. If you gave 10 goals and 13 assists to any of midfielder in the league, it'd be a career year for them. In fact, it'd be career tallies for them in some cases. But for Bruno, that was a massive step backwards. And anyone who'd watched Portugal play over the last few years had asked the question, why is Bruno not as good for Portugal as he is for his club team? The same question was always asked about Bernardo Silva. Why is he world-class for City and fairly bang average for Portugal? The answer is simple. The answer is Cristiano Ronaldo. Because the entire team has to play to his strengths for him to have any sort of impact on the game. Because he doesn't press. He doesn't make runs off the ball to aid others. He makes runs off the ball for himself to get himself into positions to score goals. He's got a shoot-first mentality and always has. And you can show me a two-minute video of him setting up half chances for teammates and say, oh, his teammates let him down. What about all the chances he missed? Go and have a look at his conversion numbers from last season. Go and have a look at his conversion numbers for the last 10 seasons. He scores a lot of goals because he takes a shit ton of shots. Again, as I always say, swearing is necessary at times. This is necessary. He takes ludicrous amounts of shots. Whether or not he's in the best position to take them or not is irrelevant to him. His focus is him. And this idea that he loves United, he loves himself. Cristiano's first point of interest has always been Cristiano. Not Manchester United, not Juventus, not even Real Madrid or United the first time or Sporting. It's always been about him. And you can see that in the way he plays. And it's no surprise to me that he is asking out. When he is the biggest cause of the damage we saw happen at United last season. Just by removing him from their team, United will improve. The goals will get redistributed. Bruno will get another 10 goals next season just by not having him in the team. Rashford will get more. Sancho will get more. Martial might recover form and get more. I assume they'll buy a striker as well. They won't miss him at all. They will improve if they rid themselves of Cristiano Ronaldo. And Mark Goldbridge can go on YouTube and cry all he wants about Cristiano loves the club. No, he doesn't. That guy was going to sign for Man City last summer until you offered him £26 million a year to join your club. £26 million a season. To join your club. Don't give me the nonsense that he loves the club. If he loved Manchester United, he would never have considered even moving back to England for a different club, let alone Man City. If he loved United, he wouldn't be currently trying to engineer a move to Chelsea. And I suppose that's the next place to take this. Cristiano Ronaldo to Chelsea. David Ornstein has said that United's view at the minute is that he's not for sale and that he remains under contract. But about an hour ago, he reported Chelsea are considering Cristiano Ronaldo move. United currently say not for sale, but Chelsea are monitoring and not ruling out buying him. Mendes talks continue. Ornstein reported two weeks ago that, Ornstein and, uh, that, that Todd Boley and George Mendes had met and talked about this. He says, Boley is intrigued by the idea. Tuchel admires the 37-year-old, but unclear if he would approve. If Thomas Tuchel has any say in the matter, Cristiano Ronaldo is not signing for Chelsea. This is Todd Boley pushing this. Because he wants a splash. As I've said all along, he wants a splash. He wants Chelsea's name in the headlines. Because Chelsea signed Cristiano Ronaldo is box office. But for all the wrong reasons, it'll be front and back page of the tabloids. They'll be on Sky Sports on the opening day of the season. They'll be in the news cycle 24-7. You'll get all the weird Cristiano stands who don't really support a football club that trail after him club to club. You'll get all of that at your doorstep. None of that's good for your club. Just look what happened at United. Look what happened at Juve. You're going to give him a multi-year contract on enormous money when he turns 38 mid-season. And he may well score a lot of goals, but he will make your team worse. He will make your team worse. It looks like they've managed to make a mess of the Rafinha deal. Uh, It may just be that his preference is Barcelona and he's prepared to wait. It may even be that he's prepared to wait a year. There's been some talk that he might stay at Leeds for a year and go to Barcelona next summer when their finances are in better shape. That he might have a little hush-hush, wink-wink, nudge-nudge kind of deal with Barca for next summer. So he might just play out a year at Leeds for Barca, price will be lower because you would only have one year left on his deal. For Leeds, they get to keep a great player. I think they'd be okay with it. Arsenal's offers were well below what the club were looking for. Chelsea have come close to agreeing a fee. Not like Romano said, agree a fee. They've come close to agreeing a fee. But he doesn't seem all that keen on a move to one of the London clubs. Now, look, he may well still end up there. But for right now, it appears like his focus is Barca and Barca only. So where else could Cristiano go? Let's say Chelsea, let's say common sense prevails at Chelsea, which doesn't happen very often. Certainly didn't happen last summer when they signed Lukaku and sold the likes of Mark Wehi against the best advice of yours truly. Doesn't look like common sense is prevailing at the minute with Levi Colwell potentially being shoved out the door so they could buy Nathan Aki, who plays the same positions, is also left-footed and doesn't have half the talent that Colwell has, is older though. It does count as a homegrown academy-grown player, but so does Levi Colwell, who's just a, a, a better prospect than him. So Chelsea may well be set to do more stupid things this summer. So much from my thinking that maybe common sense was prevailing with the Rafinha deal. They might do this really, really stupid deal and sign Cristiano. But let's say they don't. Let's say Tuchel just says no. No, I don't want him. Let's say they just sign Raheem Sterling and get Rafinha and that's their attack. Boxed off. Where else could he go? Well, in the Premier League, clearly United won't sell him to Liverpool. Liverpool wouldn't want any part of him anyway. If he was free and willing to pay for himself, Liverpool wouldn't touch him. I don't think United would sell to City. I think that's fairly well established. I can't imagine Tottenham would have any part of him. Paratici did buy him once and it was the biggest factor in the crumbling of the Juventus Empire. Could Arsenal talk themselves into it? Potentially, but they don't have Champions League football to offer. So I think we can rule that one out. If Champions League football is... What he wants, I think we can rule Arsenal out of the equation. But they're the one other Premier League club I could see being silly enough and having the resources to pay him. I mean, West Ham would probably take him because the press would probably be worth it for West Ham. And they finished seventh last year. They'd probably finish around the same with him and the team. But the idea of getting Cristiano and the raising of their profile might be worth it in the long term. So in the Premier League, unless Chelsea take him or he's willing to miss Champions League and go to Arsenal, but why would he do that when he can just stay at United? I don't see a move from in the Premier League outside of that potential Chelsea deal. So you have to look abroad. And obviously we know he'll have no problem going to a new league. Would he go to Germany? Champions League clubs there. RB Leipzig, they're not even going to entertain the idea. Bayer Leverkusen, they're not going to pay the wages. I don't think he would be attracted to that move. Borussia Dortmund would go against everything the club stands for. Bayern Munich. That's one possibility. Bayern Munich is one possibility. What about France? Monaco could be attractive to him, the opportunity to go and live in Monte Carlo. They could probably swing the wages. They do have a very wealthy owner. Marseille wouldn't have that type of money to pay the wages. PSG is definitely an option. But... They have Neymar. They have Messi. They have Mbappe. They don't need him. They're trying to sign Gianluca Shamica from Sassuolo. They don't need Cristiano Ronaldo. And now that they've got real people running the football side of the club in Luis Campos and Christophe Galtier, who's about to be appointed today as the new manager, I don't think that's an option anymore. But Monaco might be the one other club in France that could talk themselves into it and that he might consider. And remember, Monte Carlo is a tax haven. So they could pay him a little bit less than other clubs and it would work out around the same. So Monaco would be an option. Is he going to win major honours there though? No. No, he's not. He's not winning the Champions League with them. He's not winning the French League with them. He would be going there purely to play in the Champions League. Could he go back to Italy? I would be very hard pushed to see Juventus signing up for more of Cristiano, given... How excited they were to get rid of him last summer. Given how much they pushed for that deal. Like they brought their asking price from 40 million to 17 just to get rid of him last summer. Napoli have been mentioned. Okay, so there's an option. He would raise the profile of the club. They're in the Champions League. They're not going to win the league with him and the team. It could potentially have a very negative effect on a Simeon unless they want to sell a Simeon and replace him with Cristiano, which, let's be fair, would be a massive mistake. But Napoli have been named as a club with interest, so they've got to be an option. Could he go back to Spain? Oh, by the way, neither Milan club is entertaining this idea. Neither Milan club. Inter have just brought in Lukaku. They're trying to sign Dybala. They've got Lautaro. They're not signing him. Milan, given how careful they've been in building their team, given the fact that they wouldn't pay Frank Kessy 140 grand a week, there is zero chance they're going to pay Cristiano the money he's looking for. So, on to Spain. Sevilla. Monchi does mad things, but they're not going to pay the wages. I don't see that as been a real option. Atletico Madrid, definitely not an option. Barcelona, definitely not an option. And could he go back to Real? Well, since he left, Karim Benzema has elevated his game to the level where we now look at him as potentially the best or possibly the best player in the world. And Vinicius has established himself as that left-wing option and was world-class last season and obviously scored the winner in the European Cup final. So I don't think Real's an option. He's not going to Albania, Andorra, Armenia, Austria, Azerbaijan, Belarus, Belgium, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Bulgaria, Croatia, Cyprus, Czech Republic, Denmark, Estonia, Faroe Islands, Finland, Georgia, Gibraltar, Greece, Hungary, Iceland, Israel, Kazakhstan, Kosovo, Latvia, Lithuania, Luxembourg, Malta, Moldova, Montenegro, He's not going to the Netherlands. He's not going to North Macedonia or Northern Ireland or Norway or Poland or Romania or Russia or San Marino or Scotland or Serbia or Slovakia or Slovenia or Sweden or Switzerland or Turkey or Ukraine or Wales. He is going to go to a top five league unless he wants to go home. So the other option is Portugal. The other option is he goes back to Portugal. Your three Champions League teams here are Benfica. They've just gotten a big cash windfall from the Darwin Nunes deal. So perhaps they could convince themselves that this was the right move. Now, he would definitely have to take a cut in wages to go back to Portugal. Nobody in Portugal is paying him 26 million a year. Unless it's been done in some sort of underhanded way. Sporting is the club where it all began from. Could he talk himself into returning? It's a very good team with a really good manager. If I was them, I wouldn't even consider it. But he is Cristiano. He did start off there. And their fans might well demand it, even though it's not for the good of the team. Porto have sold Luis Diaz, Fabio Vieira, and Vitinha in the last six months, bringing in somewhere in the region of 100 million. So they've had a bit of a cash windfall, but they do have some financial issues. Could they convince themselves to do it? Maybe. Of the three, Sporting's the most likely because of his previous ties to the club. And I I don't know whether or not he'd be willing to go and play for Benfica or Porto. I mean, Benfica are, without doubt, the biggest club in the country. Porto are a massive club. Sporting are big club. And obviously he has the ties. So maybe one of them is an option. And in that league, perhaps he can win major honours with any of them. If Sporting continued to play the way they have played and just slotted him at number nine, maybe they could still have success. Maybe they could win the league. Porto won the league this past season. I I don't know that you win the league with him up front in how they play under Concey Seth. And I don't think Benfica can win the league either way with or without him. I think they're better off without him. I would say Sporting is the one most likely there because of his ties to the club. So Sporting, Napoli, Monaco, and Bayern Munich. If he wants to win major honours, Monaco and Napoli are off the table. They're not winning the title next season with him in the team. They're not winning the title next season either way. I don't believe. Napoli will come close. They'll be top four. I'm just not sure they've done enough yet this summer. They've lost Insigne. They've kept Zambo on a permanent deal. They've brought in Matthias Oliveira, who's a good upgrade at left-back, and uh, Kavica, the young Georgian winger. Very, very talented, but a young player, uh, year, 21 years of age. He's going to take time, especially if he's walking in and been asked to replace um, Insigne, which is obviously a massive thing. I look at their team, and I just don't see a team that's going to win the title, especially considering there are a lot of talk. There is a lot of talk rather over Koulibaly's future, over Fabian Ruiz's future. If both of them leave, they're toast. Bayern are the one club where he could win honors. Because I think the gap between Bayern and the rest of the league is big enough where they could sustain the drop-off in points that would result from signing him. Bayern are also the one club big enough where he doesn't have to start every game. Because in the wide areas, they've got Sané, they've got Coleman, they've got Gnabry, they've got Mane. Mane is primarily, I think, going to play through the middle for them this season. If they get him, they probably sell Lewandowski. Could there be a swapsy deal there? Would Lewandowski fit at United? That's a conversation from the day. Uh, He wants to go to Barca anyway. Bayern are the one club that can probably absorb the problems that come with bringing Cristiano Ronaldo in because the team is good enough elsewhere to still win the league. But do Byron really want to add him to that dressing room? A dressing room with a lot of really strong personalities that may not appreciate the sheer size of Cristiano's ego. A lot of guys have won a lot of stuff at Byron, And they might not appreciate when he walks in and starts telling them how to do things. It's different at United. And even that caused major issues. He walked into the United dressing room, started telling people what they were meant to be doing, and it caused a lot of problems. He did the same thing at Juve. It caused a lot of problems. It will be worse at Bayern because you've got Manuel Nair, you've got Joshua Kimmich, and you've got Thomas Muller, three really strong personalities in that dressing room. You've also got a young manager who's somewhat unproven, that maybe won't want Cristiano hanging over him. In the same way, Eric Ten Hag, who's not a young manager, but he's an inexperienced manager, doesn't want Cristiano hanging over him. Remember, Cristiano's older than Julian Nagelsmann. So I don't know if Nagelsmann would want him, but it's the type of move I could see Salah Hamazic making. And the wages would be well outside what they're currently paying their top players about. About six million a year more than the top guys are earning at Bayern, so maybe he, uh, maybe he'd take a pay cut and just come down to the level that they're already paying at. That could be possible. Um, I do think they, like I say, they still win the Bundesliga. I don't think they win the Champions League with him in the team because when you get to the knockout phases and you're playing against top teams, you just can't afford to carry him. He's be fine in the group stage. You'll score against the dross. I don't think you can carry him in the, in the knockout stages. So, But if you have him coming off the bench, maybe that's a different conversation. And Bayern, like I say, are the one club that could bench him, have him off the bench as an option. And maybe the one club where he'd accept that as well. Because he would be aware that there are world-class players there. Now, he'll still believe he's better than all of them, even though it's quite clear he's not. But he might be more willing to accept that type of role at Bayern. So if he does leave, Byron's probably the best option for him if he wants to win things and for the club in terms of their ability to absorb the negative side of what he will bring to the club. Monaco makes sense from a financial point of view and a lifestyle point of view, and they're in the European Cup. And look, they might like that boost in profile. Same thing goes for Napoli. But those clubs aren't winning league titles or the European Cup with him. Bayern will at least win the league. Chelsea aren't winning the league either way. But I think if Chelsea sign him, I could see them finishing outside the top four. I think he'd have that much of a negative impact. And the other option is he goes back to Portugal. I think the two real options for him, if push comes to shove, I think the two most real options for him are going to be Bayern or going back to Sporting. In that circumstance, he probably goes to Bayern on a short-term deal, knowing that in two years' time, Sporting would probably still take him back if he wants to end his career there. So he does leave United, unless Chelsea do something stupid, I think Byron's the only real club that ticks the boxes that he would have set. Can pay him big money, can challenge for major honours, are in the Champions League and have the profile to match his own. Because that will matter to him as well. He'll want to play for big clubs. He's not going to go to Newcastle. Even if Newcastle's owners got stupid and thought, Look, we'll make that deal. That's a splash. We'll do that. He's not going there. Chelsea, if they're feeling stupid. Bayern, the one that makes the most sense, even though it's still not ideal. I wouldn't do it for Bayern. And Sporting, for the narrative, for the narrative of him going back to where it all began, Sporting would be the one that makes that kind of sense. He would need to take a giant pay cut. And I would be curious to see how it all works with you know with Palinho and Nuno Santos there. But him in the middle of a front three with Pedro as one side and Pablo Sarabia the other, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. They'll need work in the midfield, though, because they've just lost Jo Pelinha, may lose uh, Matthias Nunes, so they may need to add one there, but, you know, put another worker in next to Agarthe. They've got good wing-backs, they've got good young centre-backs. Maybe they can still compete for major honours. It's Portugal. They'll be able to compete for major honours. He won't be as big a negative impact there. It's a lot of bad teams in that league. I'm going to take a break. When we come back, there's a lot of transfer news from over the weekend. There's the gossip, and that will be us. See you in a sec. Right, welcome back. So, this morning, Manchester City have confirmed the signing of Calvin Phillips from Leeds for £45 million on a six-year contract. I like Phillips. I think he's a very good player. I think the price for him is about right. It is a lot of money to pay for somebody who's not going to be part of your best 11. But he is someone that can start for them on a regular basis in a two with Rodri or when Rodri needs to sit out. He can play as an eight. If they want to play a midfield three, that'd be a bit more defensive. Or if they want to play that double pivot, he can play next to Rodri. Um, I do like Phillips. He's a big upgrade on Fernandinho. And again, you've got to remember it's this Fernandinho, not the one from five years ago that they're replacing. He's a big, big upgrade on what Fernandinho has offered in the last couple of years. So good signing for City. A lot of money, but it does strengthen their squad. Uh Gabriel Jesus has been confirmed as Arsenal's latest addition, £45 million. He's a good player, he doesn't, he doesn't give them what they truly need. He's not an out-and-out out nine. He's best in a front two, or as a narrow inside forward in a three. He's not the profile of striker they were looking for, because they went after Flavich, Nunes, Simeon, Isak, and whoever else. He's a very different type of player to them. Do they still have a move for another striker? Possibly. Very possible that they view him more as an inside forward. They might look at him as someone who's going to play on the left of a front three with Saka on the right, and maybe they buy a striker. Maybe that's why, as I said, when they were looking at the Rafinha thing, I didn't feel like it was real interest or that they were being serious about it because the, the bids they made were insulting to Leeds and insulting to the player. So maybe they're still going to pivot and go and buy, you know, a traditional number nine type. Even if it's Calvert Lewin, even if it's Ivan Tony, maybe they still do that. But as a player, I like Gabriel Jesus from a system fit. He fits how Arsenal play, because Arsenal basically just copy what Man City, what Man City do. But if he's their nine, He's not moving the needle enough to make them a top-four team. Christian Eriksen has agreed a deal to play for Manchester United. I don't like this move for him because I, I, I feel like they're a team about to rebuild. He's 30 years of age. I would rather see him as part of the Brentford team, where things are built around him, than a United team with a lot of uncertainty. I don't see where he fits in the team. I mean, maybe he's going to play left wing where he did play quite a bit of his football for Spurs with Sun on the, he played both sides, but him and Sun were the wide players. He obviously played narrow, tucked in. Delhi played that 10 behind Kane. It did work at Spurs. So maybe he plays that role with Bruno as the 10. Sancho was the right winger. It's talented, but there's not a lot of pace there. And who's the nine going to be? If it's going to be Christiano, that's just not going to work. It's just not going to work at all. There's not enough work right there either. Um, Is he going to play in a midfield three? I mean, him, Bruno, and who? Frankie? That's a mess. Him and Frankie plus a holding midfielder? Okay, where's Bruno playing? Is it a diamond midfield? Defensive midfielder, Frankie, Christian Eriksen, and Bruno? you're really holding out hope there that teams just don't overwhelm you and just overrun you in midfield. Um, He's a really good player. I just, I don't like the move. I don't like the move from either side. I can understand why United would do it. But, you know, for him, I just don't see him being a starter there unless he's playing left wing. And again, for him to work on on one side with Sancho on the other, Where's the pace coming from? United look like they're about to wrap up Tyrell Malashia, the young Dutch left-back from Feyenoord. Talented player, really exciting going forward, needs a lot of work defensively. You're spending £15 in a position where you already have two international calibre players when the other side of your team is a fellow who can't control the ball. Doesn't seem like the best use of resources. The Frankie thing rumbles and rumbles. We'll wait and see what happens there. It seems like he's just wants to stay at Barca, that he has no interest in this move. If he ends up there, he's been forced to go, which just isn't a good way for a player to arrive at a new club. Um, they've been linked with Lazandro Martinez. Best suggestion I saw over the weekend was that he might be the holding midfielder. Now, he's not the most dynamic but he is a good ball winner with really good positional sense and he can pass the ball very very well so that would make sense he would be an upgrade as a holding midfielder from the no holding midfielder they've had They've had for the last well Matic was there but I mean he hasn't been good in three years so three years um, a Frankie Martinez double pivot I could see that working with Bruno as the 10, Sancho one-wing. But I feel like you'd need real pace on the other wing. And then you'd need a striker who can make the ball stick, which isn't Cristiano. It's probably not Martial. It's definitely not Rashford. Um, So, yeah, you're, you're patching things together. It's an improvement, but there's still a lot of work to be done there. Uh, let's move on from United. Fulham have confirmed the signing... Of Joe Poligna from Sporting for an undisclosed fee, believed to be in the region of about 17 million. A very, very good player, a great addition for Fulham. Looks like uh, Manor Solomon is also on his way in the door. That's good business as well. I'm surprised that they've got Poligna. I thought he would go to Wolves. I think it's a big blow to Wolves to not get him, but it's a great signing. For uh, for Fulham, one of a few needed quickly because they've got to get their work done early in the summer before things start to get tight at the end of the window and they end up scrambling about as they have in previous years. Joe uh, Matinho has signed a new one year deal to stay at Wolves and end the uncertainty over his future, reports John Percy in the Telegraph really like the deal really important for Wolves shouldn't be an every game starter next season but a very important part of the squad uh, Ashley Young has signed a new deal to stay at Villa uh, wouldn't have been a move I'd have made but Gerard regards him as an important dressing room presence so fair enough um, Nottingham Forest of the weekend obviously confirmed the signing of Dean Henderson on loan it looks like Wayne Hennessy from Burnley is also on his way in to be the number two. Most importantly, they confirmed a new contract for Brennan Johnson. That's a massive, massive win for them. Uh, looks like they'll have a couple more coming in the door this week. So we'll wait and see what happens in that regard. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Uh, Andreas Christensen. Has been announced as the new signing for Barcelona. They've also announced Frank Kessy. Arturo Vidal is set to leave into Milan. Musani he's the one that looks like he's on his way to Forest this week. Central defender. Big upgrade for them there. Uh, Manchester City's owners have taken over Palermo. Manchester City's owners have acquired a majority stake in Palermo, making them the 10th club linked to the Premier League champions. The City Football Group owns 11 clubs. Man City, New York City, Melbourne City, Yokohama F Marinos, Montevideo City Torque, Girona, Sichuan Genoa, Mumbai City, Lamel SK and Troyes. Um, I I just hope they don't try and rebrand Palermo Palermo is a great club with good history a great fan base and they're a very proud bunch of people that support Palermo obviously it's on the island of Sicily and the Sicilians don't play so you know you mess with their club uh, they might find you in the boot of a car with, you know, eight bullets in you. So just don't mess about with them and you'll be all right. Uh, we'll jump in and do the gossip. I uh, don't think there's anything else that happened over the weekend. Oh, Mo Salah contract, I talked about that on the Daily Red today. We did a podcast on, about it on Friday as well on Anfield Index. You can check those out there. Liverpool also confirmed the signing of Fabio Carvalho, but we knew that one was coming um Tottenham completed the deal for Richarlison I like the fit, I don't like the price look, £50 million for Richarlison as a single deal is okay but he's a backup for Spurs he's a backup to Kane, the backup to Son I don't think he's getting in over Kulisest, that would be weird so he's a backup good fit as a backup to both of those guys, Kane and Son but is that their centre-back, centre-back budget spent? Is that why they're now bringing in Clement Langley? Now, a couple of Spurs fans tell me that they think Langley's coming in to be the backup to Eric Dyer because Joe Roden is going and potentially Davinson Sanchez could go and that they'll still buy a starting left-sided centre-back. I don't know how much confidence I'd put in Clement Langley at any point. If they get that starting caliber left side center back, even if they have to roll with Dyer for another year, then the window's a win for them. But if it's just Langley, that's no. If you sign Richarlison and Clement Langley is starting for you, you've spent the wrong money in the wrong places. In the same way that Arsenal signing Fabio Vieira, I really like the player. If you spend 30 million on him and Granit Xhaka starts the season in central midfield, your transfer window has been a failure. Uh Brentford looked like they're about to sign Aaron Hickey, which is a, a deal I do like, though he is a left back, and Rico Henry's a left back, and he's one of their three best players. So I'm a little bit unsure about that one. Now maybe, maybe they're planning to play Hickey at right wing back or at right back in a four. Um, He is left-footed but he's strong on both feet and I think it would be nice to see Guy have conniptions if uh, they rock out with two left-footed fullbacks flanking either side. We'll run through the gossip and uh, we will be done for today so we'll start with Saturday's gossip column. Brazil forward Neymar is considering leaving Paris Saint-Germain this summer after finding out the club are happy for him to depart. I wonder how he found out. Could it have been because it's been all over the press for two months? Um, I don't think he'll consider leaving. Largely because... here's Look, there's just sometimes you see people say things and wonder, do they live in the real world? Do they actually watch football, or do they just comment on it haphazardly? So this account has 273,000 followers, calls himself the number one source for Chelsea FC news and quotes. I haven't seen a good excuse why Chelsea shouldn't sign Ronaldo. The closest is that he has an ego, but most players do. Most people that said that also want Neymar. What's the difference? Bad reviews, Ronaldo had had at United is influencing the, our judgment. United already had issues. United finished second and then signed him. Second. He says Ronaldo is a short-term thing, a brand booster, not just a sporting project. Right. 26 million a year to boost your brand he's not boosting your brand by more than 26 million a year ronaldo doesn't press apparently is a lame excuse a player can be carried we carried hazard for years and he rewarded us this is just this is just mindless stupidity hazard was worth carrying because he made everybody around him better. Cristiano makes those around him worse and has done his entire career. It's just that in the early and mid parts of his career at United and and Real, he was good enough to make up for that and to raise the ceiling of the team as a whole because of his individual brilliance and his capacity for goal scoring. But go back and look at Carlos Tevez, Dimitar Berbatov, Wayne Rooney, Gonzalo Higuain, Karim Benzema, Paolo Dybala. Look at the worst goal-scoring careers of their, goal-scoring seasons of their careers. And look who was playing next to them. And it was one thing when he was able to get 40 and 50 and 60 a season. If they were losing 10 a season, he was making up for it and then more on top. But look at what he did to United last season. Rashford fell off a cliff. Bruno fell off a cliff. Martial fell off a cliff. Sancho fell off a cliff. Like, if he goes to Chelsea. Now, I know they didn't have great goal scorers last year, but Mount is scoring less. Kai is getting less. Pulisic is getting less. Werner is getting less. And he's not good enough to make up the difference. He will actively make your team worse. This is mind-numbingly stupid stuff. Chelsea should not even consider... Neymar or Cristiano Neymar is a part time player And Cristiano is a negative impact player He just is I don't care about the goals I care about the overall Team And he makes his teammates worse And he makes the team worse Yes he gets his numbers That's all he cares about They're empty goal numbers Because they don't do anything for you Where would United have been without him? Probably top four Neymar, though, Neymar has three years left and a player option for a fourth year. Neymar is going nowhere. uh, PSG are paying him enormous money for four more years to be a part-time footballer. A part-time footballer is what he is. Like, this past season, Neymar played 2,300 minutes. The season before that, It's about the same. It's exactly the same. 2,300 minutes. The season before that. 2,300 minutes. The season before that. If this thing ever loads. 2,300. He's 2,300 and something minutes. Each of the last four years. Season before that. 2,700 minutes. Like, you can't justify paying him huge money. When he was at Barca, he's playing 4,000 minutes. He goes to PSG, becomes a part-time footballer. That's why you don't sign him. That's why he's staying there. Because they're paying him top three or four salary in the world to play squad player minutes. Manchester United are closing in the deal for Ericsson. We have that this morning. Uh, United have told Ericsson they will be willing to give the player a contract worth 150 grand a week. That's why he's picking them over Brentford then, because Brentford weren't offering a fraction of that. Uh, Chelsea, Paris Saint Germain, and Bayern Munich are all pushing to sign Usman Dembele. Looks like he'll go back to Barca. Chelsea and Manchester City are close to an agreement for Raheem Sterling. I like the deal for Chelsea. I, I do. I like that deal for Chelsea. Arsenal, um, who have confirmed the deal for Gabriel Jesus. Have agreed personal terms with Yuri Thielemans. It's from Give Me Sport. I wouldn't put any faith into that at all. Barcelona have decided against turning 26-year-old Wolves and Spain winger Adam Matuidi's loan spell into a permanent deal. Uh, that was decided months ago, apparently. Watford and Nigeria striker Emmanuel Dennis is on uh, Everton's list of replacements for Richarlison. Depending on the price, that could be really, really good. Like if they can get him for twenty-five million, and then put that thirty-five million towards a starting holding midfielder and maybe a backup striker, that would solve three problems for Everton and they'd be a better team. Uh, Marco Asensio could leave Real Madrid in the summer as they're not offering him, offering him an extension. AC Milan are among those interested. They're also interested in hacking Ziyech, so. They want one or the other, similar enough type of players. Tottenham have joined West Ham, Everton and Newcastle in considering a move for Jesse Lingard. Jesse Lingard's agent is working double time trying to create a market for him. Uh, French striker Hugo Ekatiki has told Reams he wants to stay despite their accepting a bid for from Newcastle. He obviously just didn't want the Newcastle move. Uh, Tottenham are close to signing Clement Langley. Jeez, swept. Um... Hector Bellerin is back in training with Arsenal. He wants to go, though, so it, it won't be long. Brentford are pushing to sign Hull and England under-21 Ford Keane-Lewis-Potter. Definitely ready for a Premier League move. Excited to see him in the Premier League next season. Leicester are confident of signing Charles de Catelier, despite interest in the Club Bruges Ford from Le- uh, Leeds. He'd be an interesting fit at Leicester. I could get on board with him at Leicester. I'd prefer him at Leeds, but I could get on board with him at Leicester. Leeds are lining up a move for Tyrell Adams. Oh, sorry, Tyler Adams from RB Leipzig. I think I called that one. Didn't I? I think I called that one two weeks ago. Um, Zach Stefan is set to leave Manchester City to join Middlesbrough on loan. George Sampourli quit as Marseille manager amid frustrations with the club's transfer policy and inability to sign William Saliba. Look. It's unreasonable for him to expect Marseille to sign a centre back forty million. It just is. Know the club you're at. Um, he can take a run and jump. That's outrageous behaviour from him. Nottingham Forest have secured the signing of Dean Henderson. There we have that. Um, Sheffield United, Stoke, Blackburn Rovers, Swansea, Bristol City, and QPR are interested in signing Aston Villa and England under twenty one midfielder midfielder Tim. Erog Boonham on a season-long loan. My guess is QPR have the inside track now on any loans coming from Villa, given the presence of Michael Beale. So if he's leaving on loan, I I would be shocked if he didn't end up at QPR. Uh, Brighton, Leicester, Crystal Palace and Nottingham Forest are keen on taking Levi Callwood on loan from Chelsea. It's a good fit at Brighton, starting their three. If Palace are moving to a three, I could see it. Again, he'd be a good fit in Forest three, but they're signing the so he'd be a squad player probably there. Don't want him at Leicester with Rogers, but he's he's really good wherever he goes. They're getting a good defender. Hearts boss Robbie Wilson wants to sign Wolves' twenty-four-year-old Irish midfielder Connor Ronan, a decent player. Tottenham, Southampton, Leicester, Crystal Palace, and Wolves are interested in signing fifteen-year-old. Scottish midfielder Murray Campbell from St. Mirren. There are multiple clubs not listed there, also tracking him and have been for a while. Millwall are set to complete a loan signing of Charlie Cresswell from Leeds. That's a good signing for them. Chelsea applauding a move for 17-year-old Everton and England defender-ish Samuel Smith. If he's any sense, he won't go there. Genuinely, what's the point? What's the point if they're they're just not going to create pathways to the first team? New manager Eric Ten Hag will urge Manchester United to replace Cristiano Ronaldo with Anthony. I mean, that's not replacing him. That's a player you would buy to play with him. To replace him, you'd buy a striker. Italian club Napoli are interested in signing Cristiano, while his agent also met with Todd Bowley in Bayern Munich. Uh, Manchester United have bettered Arsenal's bid for Lisandro Martinez. They have, but it was also turned down. Um, Arsenal and Manchester United are also in competition to sign Serge Gnabry. No, they're not. That's nonsense. Uh, Arsenal not looking to sign Gnabry. Uh, Gnabry will be at top of Man City's wanted list if they sell Raheem Sterling. No, they won't. Wrong pigmentation for starters. Barcelona president Joan Laporta says the club have spoken to Leeds about signing Rafinha and the 25-year-old wants to join them. Barcelona have no intention of selling Frankie de Young. Uh, well, they clearly do, because they've been talking to Barca about him for weeks, or to United about him for weeks. They've no intention of signing him. There just wouldn't be any talks. Mohamed Salah was prepared to rejoin Chelsea. Nonsense. All very easy to say that after he signs a contract, but it's garbage. Everton Aaron talks to sign 26-year-old Brazilian defender Rodrigo Bacau from Udinese. Why? I mean, he's all right. But why? You have better centre-backs than him. You haven't exactly been... I, I'm sorry, Udinese haven't been a great defensive team by any stretch with him in the team. It's not like he's some top-end defender. He's decent. He's decent. But he's 26. He is what he is. Uh, that that's got to be something made up. Uh Nicholas Taglifico is expected to leave IX this summer with Brighton and Leon among the clubs interested. My guess is Leon get him because they lost Malashia. Uh Forrest are close to signing the Akate. Uh Crystal Palace are plotting a late move to sign Wolves 20 euro 20 million English midfielder Morgan Gibbs White. Um that's a that would be ideal for Wolves to replace what they lost with Conor Gallagher. That would actually be the perfect move for them. You know what's really weird to me, though? Why is he not just in Wolves' plans for this season? I, I, I really don't get it. I really don't get it. But if Palace can get him, that's another brilliant bit of business for them. Uh, Trezeguet has completed his move, actually. He he had his medical. Villa have announced he's completed his move. He's away to Travzon Best of luck to him. Manchester United are considering a £10 million move for Palermo's Winger Gabriel Veron, very talented player. Not United need now, though. Uh, Alex Telles is next to be offloaded after being involved in a training ground clash with Hannibal Mejbri. Uh, Mejbri probably kicked him up in the air and Telles didn't react well. United are on high alert as Arsenal struggle to agree a deal for Uri I just don't think there's a deal there to be agreed at the minute. Uh, Chelsea were in talks with AC Milan over Hakim Ziyech, Yada, yada, who cares? Hang on, Nicola Shearer. Nicola Shearer. The BBC have sunk to new depths today. Uh, Fulham have made a loan offer for French right-back Louis Dubois. Um, He's very good. I don't think Leon will give up on loan, though. Vinicius Jr. is set to sign a new contract at Real Madrid with a £1 billion release clause. Absolute nonsense. Uh, Barcelona are willing to allow Memphis Depay to leave the club for €25 million. Uzman Nabelli is close to agreeing a two year deal at Barca after his Chelsea contract expires. Oh yeah, that's been done today. At Christensen. Um, Inter Milan will sell Stefan De Vrij to Premier League side this summer. He's the ideal middle centre back for, Ch- for Spurs. I don't know why they're not making that move. There is a 70 to 80% chance that, that Chile midfielder Arturo Vidal will join Boca Juniors. And uh, this was Mundo Deportivo. Uh, He is signing for Flamengo, so there was not a 70 or 80% chance. Atletico Madrid are interested in Federico Bernadeschi from Juventus. A good player, but I wouldn't go for him personally. Sweden striker Zlatan Ibrahimović's contract at AC Milan has expired, but he is set to meet the Serie A side to discuss a new deal. It's very important that they keep him for at least another year. Uh, Manchester United are looking to challenge Arsenal for the signing of Paulo de Bala. He's, he's going to Inter Milan. Let's just give it up. Just give it up. Stop trying to pretend otherwise. Arsenal are considering re signing Serge Gnabry. No, they're not. David Ornstein's already ruled that one out. Manchester City midfielder Bernardo Silva has told his agent he wants to join Barcelona. Uh, this is from a Spanish outlet known to be a Barcelona fanzine. Uh, Joe Polina, more Lisandro Martinez. More Frankie De Jong. Who cares? Juventus will this week complete the free agent signings of Paul Pogba and Angel de Maria. No one cares. Chelsea are making progress in their, this, is Making progress in their attempts to sign Netherlands defender Matthias Lick. After Juventus softened their stance, did they? Did they really? I just don't believe that that's in any way true. I really don't believe it's in any way true. Chelsea are expected to agree a deal to sell Hacking Yeah, Yesterday by the same outlet, or Saturday by the same outlet. No. Yesterday by the same outlet, it was that it was going to be a loan. Leeds and AC Milan have made inquiries over Sassuolo's Ivory Coast midfielder, Hamid Traore. I like him. I like him a lot. He's a very good player. Don't know that he's what Leeds need, though. He's an attacking midfielder. Uh, Leeds have opened talks with Tyler Adams. That one does appear to have legs. Oh, I like this. Crystal Palace want to sign Dwight McNeil from Burnley. But Burnley are likely to want more than the 10 million the London club's ready to pay. It's easy 20 million for Dwight McNeil. Easy. Uh, I'd like him at Palace. I really would like him at Palace. England midfielder Jesse Lingard is willing to join Everton on loan, uh, but only as a last resort. Oh, it's brilliant. Southampton have reached a full agreement with Manchester City to sign Romeo Lavia for about 10 million. A great young talent and a, a good pickup for Southampton. They needed another body in midfield. A little bit younger than what you would have you'd wanted, somewhat more experience, but he's a super talent. Uh, Newcastle have Chelsea and Albania Ford Armando Broya on their shortlist. Newcastle are preparing new contract talks with Callum Wilson. Why? Nottingham Forest have stepped up their move for Harry to Makes sense. And are ready to bid £10 for his teammate at Huddersfield, Lewis O'Brien. That's a good signing if they get him. Lewis O'Brien is a Premier League Calibre midfielder. Uh, West Ham have not yet reached a full agreement with uh, Villarreal for Arnett Dundjuma. That would be a great signing for them, as long as they don't sign him and Lingard. If it's him on the left, Bowen on the right, and Fornals or Ben Rama, preferably Fornals as the 10, that's when you're really starting to cook something. Forrest have also agreed a deal to sign Wayne Hennessy after two clubs agree. Yeah, we had that from John Percy. Um, PSV Eindhoven are keen on re-signing Ginny Wijnaldum. Don't think he's going back to the Netherlands just yet. I could see him going to America, though, if he decides to just bin off PSG. Uh, But I will say, I do think Galtier will love Ginny Wijnaldum, so I'd expect him to play a lot more. Talks are in progress. Uh, This is Nicola uh, Shearer again. I'm not even going to finish the sentence. Um, Arturo Vidal. Oh, I like this one. Derby County's English defender, Lee Buchanan, has agreed a deal in principle with Werder Bremen, and the League One Club want compensation for the 21-year-old. Uh, I don't think they get compensation for if he's going abroad out of contract. Is he out of contract? I think he is out of, he is out of contract because I remember specifically looking at him for a couple of clubs um, because he was out of contract. Uh, yeah. Oh, I really like that for Verder Bremen. I like the move for him. But I really like it for Werder. Werder are my Bundesliga club. Yeah. Beautiful. Back in the Bundesliga and signing a good player. All this is all going very well. Got Nicholas Stark as well. He's a solid defender. Uh, Jens Stas. This is a great summer so far. Not really sure about the Oliver Burke one. Uh, but look, I think he was free. Yeah, he was free. So we'll take that. We'll take that. Um, definitely. Yeah. I'm I'm very happy with what Verder are doing this summer. Um, got rid of Omar Toprak as well. All positives, all positives. Yeah. Wouldn't be against getting Mitchell Weiser back on um on another loan, if that's possible. I feel like we could do with that right-back. Got a couple of good centre-backs in. we got a left-back now, yeah. All going very positive for Werder, which would be the first time in many years um, that things have gone positively for us. Uh, so, yeah, if you're wondering why Werder Bremen, uh, Dieter else uh, Germany 96, Dieter else fell in love with him as a holding midfielder. It's where the holding midfielder obsession really began. Decided to follow Werder because of that. Um, and uh, it has largely been a painful experience, barring a few years where, you know, Mesut Oso, um was fun. You know, the Felix Magat era was interesting. Uh, we did win the Bundesliga in 03-04 which was nice. But, um, yeah, all, all things considered, you have to be very, very happy with that signing of Lee Buchanan, a very, very good player. Uh, that's me for today, then. Long podcast, apologies, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, sorry it's a bit late, but we got held up doing a few other bits and pieces. So we'll be back tomorrow at a, a regularly scheduled time of 4pm. See you then. Bye-bye. Podcast Network.